Hello everyone, your girl Tay here and I'm bringing you another Let's Talk Wild podcast episode. Today is July 20th, 2023 and this is episode 37, Pablo Escobar's Colombian Cocaine Hippos. Former drug kingpin Pablo Escobar's name will never fade away. And that's because his cocaine hippos continue to be a reminder of his legacy. For this episode, I'll discuss the history of Escobar's imported hippos, how the invasive animals' numbers have grown in Colombia, how the Colombian authorities and scientists want to move forward with the species, and what animal activists have to say about the future of the hippos. But before we get into that, make sure you guys follow and subscribe to the podcast on all podcasting and social media platforms i now have monthly membership subscriptions available on my podcast website i thank you for your support and to show my appreciation to you for signing up you'll get a shout out and you'll be able to pick a podcast topic for me to talk about you can go to my podcast website on buzzsprout to sign up i'll have the link in the description box also head to youtube subscribe to the channel and check out the videos over there once you're done listening over here you guys already know the drill now let's talk why Pablo Escobar was the Colombian drug kingpin back in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. He was the Medellin cartel leader and was moving major amounts of cocaine. So much of it that he was dubbed the king of cocaine. He was making major cash. He's been featured in the Forbes Billionaire Issue from 1987 to 1993. His net worth was estimated to be $30 billion in U.S. currency when he passed away in 1993. Escobar spent his money in different ways. He built hospitals, churches, stadiums, his own prison. Mm-hmm. And of course, he had luxury cars and multiple homes. For his Hacienda Naples home, he wanted to include his very own private zoo. He had about 200 exotic animals and some of them were imported to his Colombian estate, which included multiple African animal species. He had elephants, zebras, giraffes, ostriches, and yes, the star of the show, the hippopotamus. Four African hippos, one male and three females, were imported to Colombia in 1981 from a zoo allegedly in the United States. In the research paper, it says the United States, but I'm going to say allegedly because we weren't there. Okay, we don't know which zoo, you know, did this. So I'm going to say allegedly in the United States, a zoo, you know, imported, gave him uh, the hippos, you know. You know, he paid for them. They didn't just give him, you know, him the hippos. But I'm pretty sure he paid a pretty good penny uh, for all of those exotic animals to be in his Colombian estate. Okay. You know, so after he passed away, the zoo closed. Most of the animals were sent to zoos, but the hippos were left at the site due to difficulties with moving them to new habitats. Since then, the hippos have bred and spread, becoming the largest invasive species in the world. They have no natural predators in Colombia, so the population numbers were sure to increase. But scientists and the people living in the country are concerned about the potential human-wildlife conflict, the effects on native animals and plants, and their feces being in the country's waterways. 
Now we're going to get into the timeline of these hippos. Okay. The timeline is very important because honey, it was a lot going on with these hippos. These hippos are a hassle for everybody. Okay. For me doing a research for the people that are living near them with them, the scientists, you know, everybody, the hippos have been a hassle but we're going to get into the timeline and we're going to get into some research papers and all of that good stuff we're going to start off july 31st 2020 a lawsuit was filed in colombia on behalf of the hippos by attorney luis domingo gomez maladonando to save the hippos from being unalived i apologize if i'm butchering the name and any name that i say in future podcast episodes in this episode i apologize but we get the gist of it okay luis filed you know the lawsuit on behalf of the hippos to try to save them now january 2021 Research published in the Biological Conservation Journal, scientists predicted that in the absence of intense culling and hunting pressure, the population size would continue to increase steadily. Culling is the reduction of a wild animal population by selective unaliving. Now, y'all know once those words was thrown out, culling, hunting, y'all know those words are trigger words for animal activists and they were not having None of that. Absolutely not. Y'all already know how they giving it up. Okay. On October 20 of 2021, in their press release, the Animal Legal Defense Fund announced that the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio has recognized animals as legal persons for the first time in the United States. They stated, this U.S. statute allows anyone who is an interested person in a foreign litigation to request permission from a federal court to take depositions in the U.S. in support of their foreign case. The U.S. Supreme Court has said that someone who is a party to the foreign case no doubt qualifies as an interested person under this statute. The Animal Legal Defense Fund reasoned that since the hippos are plaintiffs in the Colombian litigation, they qualify as interested persons under this statute. The ALDF also stated that they would be willing to dispose two wildlife experts with the expertise in non-surgical sterilization to help with fixing the hippos. On October 26, 2021, in a statement made by the non-human rights organization President Stephen M. Wise, he stated, the Animal Legal Defense Fund recently stated that animals were recognized as legal persons for the first time in U.S. court. Those non-human animals are hippos living in Colombia. Under Colombian law, they have an unofficial agent who can act on behalf of others during a judicial process because they are unable to file a lawsuit on their own. Based upon the recent cases that have come down into a Colombia Supreme Courts and its constitutional court, it is unlikely that hippos are persons in Colombia. ALDF's application claimed that hippos were litigants in Colombia and thus interested persons for the purpose of 28 U.S.C. 1782A. But the issue under this statute is not whether a foreign entity is a U.S. legal person, but whether the foreign entity is a litigant under the laws of that foreign country. See, that didn't even make sense to me. The hippos are in Colombia. They are not in the United States. So for the United States to sit there and say, oh, they're interested persons, that doesn't mean that Colombia has to agree with you. They're an evasive species. We're going to get into that because in 2022, the former Colombian Minister of Environment and Sustainable Development, Carlos Eduardo Correa, 
He declared that the hippos were a toxic, invasive species to the country. Applause. Let's give them all applause. It's, it's been long overdue. It's been long overdue. The animal activists in America are silent about the unaliving on-site order for the invasive lanternfly that's a major threat to our, uh, to our trees here in America. But they can be vocal about trying to stop another invasive species that is taken over in another country. A place where they don't even live. How does that make sense? How do y'all think y'all have control over what this country, country does, Colombia does with those hippos? It doesn't make any sense. But in August 2022, Maria Susana Mohamed Gonzalez became the new Minister of Environment and Sustainable uh, Development. And in March of 2023, researchers voiced their concerns in the Nature Journal saying that Colombian Environment Minister Susana Mohamed has triggered fear among researchers that she will protect rather than reduce a growing population of invasive hippos that threatened the country's natural ecosystems and biodiversity. Although she did not directly mention the hippos, a contentious issue in Colombia, Mohammed said during a speech in late January that her ministry would create policies that prioritize animal well-being, including the creation of a new division of animal protection. So she got the people shook over there. They like, girl, are you going to do something about these hippos? You talk about animal protection. Uh, what you talking about? Like they shook, they shook. She got them shook. Now we're going to get into the research that was published this year about the hippos population numbers and different, you know, sterilization procedures, things that they're trying to do to stop these hippos uh, from growing their population numbers from growing. So let's get into that. According to Nature Scientific Reports, research published in April 2023, in 2009, there were an estimated 28 hippos in the population. An aggressive male hippo was called by environmental authorities, prompting an outcry from national and international animal rights activists. A judicial ruling banned blasting. Y'all know I can't say the word that I want to say. Y'all know when y'all blast somebody, I, you know, YouTube, they don't want you to say certain words, honey. Mm. But a judicial ruling banned the blasting, hint, hint, of the hippos amidst objections by Colombian scientists. In lieu of calling, surgical sterilization and containment were adopted as the primary management strategies to control hippos. Male hippo sterilization began in 2011. However, to date, only 10 males have been treated, partly due to the costs and challenges associated with this procedure. New efforts are exploring the use of chemical sterilization with gonacon immunocontraceptive vaccine, which has been used to induce contraception in mammal species. Since 2021, 24 individuals have been treated. Repeated use can lead to long-term infertility in some species, although this has yet to be proven in hippos. Recent management recommendations by environmental authorities have suggested humane euthanasia as an option in certain situations, although public opinion is still strongly divided on this approach.
Male sterilization is the least expensive way to control the hippo population among the management interventions considered here. However, this process entails hippos being captured, anesthetized, transported by the helicopter, and surgically operated upon. Thus, it is very challenging and can be dangerous for both the people and hippos involved. Further, male sterilization must be done on many animals every year in order to be effective as a population control strategy. This management intervention also fails to remove hippos from the landscape and given their long lifespan will result in hippos remaining in the middle Magdalena for several more decades at least. Therefore, this approach alone may not reduce risk hippos pose to people who use the river for their livelihoods or to native biodiversity in the Magdalena River Basin. Veterinary assisted euthanasia is the second most cost effective method of population control, although it is still expensive given the requirement to capture and anesthetize the hippos first. However, it is the most effective way to remove hippos from the landscape. DART-based contraception was the third most cost-effective method as the drugs are inexpensive. However, this method likely must be applied every year and for many years ahead. Research and other taxa has suggested that injection of gonacon as a contraceptive may promote long-term infertility after several rounds, although this has yet to be demonstrated in hippos. It will also be challenging to use on hippos outside of captivity as capture is typically needed to ensure intramuscular injection. Oral-based contraception, which is frequently used in captive populations, was the most expensive of the options. It also would be very challenging to apply to hippos outside of Hacienda Naples, suggesting another method would be needed for these individuals or they would need to be captured and relocated to captivity. Both DART and oral-based forms of contraception will also leave hippos on the landscape for many years to come, with associated risks to social and ecological systems. Elasticity analysis suggests that targeting young female hippos is the most effective way to decrease the hippos' population growth rate. However, management intervention options to target this demographic group through mortality or fecundity control are limited. While these animals could be targeted through birth control or veterinary-assisted euthanasia, it is difficult to identify hippo age and gender without capturing the animal first. Additional options include a relocation of young females to zoos when possible and surgical sterilization of females, although female surgical sterilization is even more complex complex and dangerous than surgical sterilization of males. The Colombian hippo population is currently growing at a rate similar to that of healthy resource unlimited populations within their native range. Furthermore, the central Medellin basin lacks the pronounced dry season that often acts to limit population growth in hippos native range through periods of drought and associated hippo health declines. Given the rapid rate of annual population growth, and the uncertainty of any future limits on this growth, it is critical that management practices are adopted quickly. Scientists estimate there are 91 hippos in the middle Mandalena River Basin in Colombia, and the hippo population is growing at an estimated rate of 96 
2.5% per year. At this rate, there will be 230 hippos by 2032 and over a thousand hippos by 2050. Applying the population control methods currently under consideration will cost at least one to two million US dollars. Mm-mm-mm. to significantly decrease hippo population growth to achieve long-term removal. And depending on the management strategy selected, there may still be hippos on the landscape for 50 to 100 years. That was a lot of research, but we got through it, okay? I didn't want to, you know, come here with not all of the facts and all of that. I had to come here with the facts. And like I said, these hippos has been a hassle for everybody, including me doing this research because it's a lot, okay? A lot of reading, a lot of typing, a lot of writing, a lot of analyzing, all of that good stuff. But y'all know I love to do this, okay? And I love to educate y'all and I love this topic. So if you're still listening and still watching, I appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe to let's talk wild on all podcasting and social media platforms if you want to be a member click the link in the bio your support is greatly appreciated now we're gonna get into some other research okay this one is real quick y'all so that first research was april of 2023 researchers came back around in june of 2023 last month they came back around and published new research stating that the cocaine hippo population was even bigger than they thought. They predicted that instead of over 1,000 by 2050, that the population numbers would jump to 1,500 by 2025. Researchers believe the hippos are producing at a younger age and more often after finding that 30% of those counted were juveniles. Mm-mm-mm. Let's get into today's wild thoughts, honey. Let's get into today's wild thoughts. Cue the animals. Okay. <laughs> what zoo so Pablo those hippos? Now, in the research paper, they said allegedly it was, you know, a U.S.-based zoo that, you know, sold him the hippos. Whoever that zoo is, they need to be kicking out some money to help with this issue. Period. Invasive species have been a thing before Escobar. So in my opinion, allegedly, whoever sold him those hippos knew that they would be an invasive species. Nobody thought about the people and the native plants and animals in Colombia. See, this is why people and the organizations that, you know, own zoos and facilities that house these type of animals needed stricter laws back then. A lot of ex- exotic invasive species were sold and caused you know, so many issues for everyone, not only in Colombia, Puerto Rico, Florida. They was getting away with so much stuff back then. It's crazy. And now people are dealing with the, the invasive species still to this day. And for the animal activists, I understand that they want to save the hippos. But the only way to save them is the moolah, the cash. These hippos have been a problem. Did anyone reach out before to help? Or did they only want to assist when um, unaliving the animals were tossed up in the air? Once they heard uh, culling and hunting, now they all of a sudden want to help. These hippos been an issue. You should have been trying to help. Been long time ago. Because it's not your rivers. It's not your native plants and animals. It's not your home. 
you ultimately don't get a say so in what these people have to do to solve their problem if you're not kicking out any money. You can send as many wildlife experts to Colombia to help with the sterilization, but it still requires cash. And that doesn't change the fact that they are still a toxic, invasive species. For me, my solution, I was thinking maybe they could move the animals to a wildlife sanctuary. You know, earlier this year, the governor of Antigua told Blue Radio in Colombia that the country plans on moving 70 hippos to India and Mexico, 60 to India and 10 to Mexico. They also plan on working with sanctuaries to be able to have one in Colombia. That would be an ideal solution in my eyes. But no matter the option, all roads lead to needing more money and resources. But you guys let me know how you feel about today's topic. Pablo Escobar's Colombian cocaine hippos. Leave a comment on the Let's Talk Wild Instagram page and YouTube channel. Make sure you guys follow and subscribe to the podcast on all podcasting and social media platforms. Don't forget that you can now support the podcast by joining the monthly membership subscription. Once you sign up, you'll get a shout out and you can pick a podcast topic for me to talk about. You can go to my podcast website on Buzzsprout to sign up. I'll have the link in the description box. Love yourself, one another, your pets, and the animals. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.